This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 1, Episode 10. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Valerie Reed of Valana Minerals in Southern California. In addition to leading her maker business, Valerie is also a sociology professor. She splits her time between California and Hawaii, where she built her dream house a few years ago. Valerie is the perfect illustration of what you can do if you love your job, but also want to have a business of your own. She travels back and forth between the two states so she can have the best of both of the worlds she loves so much. You'll be inspired and uplifted to see what's possible. And be sure to listen all the way to the end because Valerie has some great tips for people who want to have a double life like she does. Valerie has been a member of the Indie Business Network since 2007, and while we've never met in person, I have been constantly inspired by her, and I hope you are too. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 10. I'll be right back with Valerie Reed. Hello, Valerie Reed from Valana Minerals. Where are you Skyping me from today? Today, I'm actually in California. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I know you have a home in Hawaii, too. So I was thinking, ooh, maybe I could get sounds of the ocean <laughs> in the background or something. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm near the ocean in California as well. But um, I'm in uh, San Diego County right now. Wow. And I go back and forth between here and the big island of Hawaii. Well, we are definitely going to explore that. I love that. Um, just the sound of that as a lifestyle choice just makes me smile as I'm looking out the window <laughs> at like 55 degrees in Charlotte, North Carolina today. But um, Valerie, you know, I, I can't wait to tell everyone, you know, more of your story. But uh, let's set the set the stage a little bit first. Tell us a bit about your traditional career and your background as a college professor? Okay, well, um, I teach sociology at a community college, and I have been teaching for 16 years, and I really love teaching. It's fun, um, and I love sociology, so I, I really am happy with my career choice. And over the years, I've, I've gotten better and better at it. And so I feel like that the sociology professor part of me really enjoys that. Um, so that's mainly what I do for my, I guess, day job. <laughs> you know, and tell me a little bit about sociology as a career choice. I know as an entrepreneur, we've talked before about how that information that you have acquired over the years and how that area of expertise has helped you as an entrepreneur. Share a little bit about that, how that's happened. Well, sociology is basically a generalized, uh, I guess, some summation would be the study of societal groups 
and its institutions. And so through the study of sociology, I um, am able to have a really in-depth understanding of how to study and learn about cultural norms, patterns and trends in group behavior as opposed to individual behavior. And um, the institutions that sort of keep it all going. And I think that for me, it's helped me sort of develop a different perspective on the needs of different groups in society in relationship to cosmetics. Wow. And and I can imagine that also considering that we are in an age of groups. I mean, there's social media groups and there's Facebook mm-hmm. groups. And I would imagine that the information that you have gleaned over the years and what you teach to your students is obviously helpful to you, but also really, really helpful to them as they navigate this new technology world. Yeah, very much so. So let's talk about Valana Minerals. You're having a great career as a college professor, and all of a sudden you stumbled across a recipe. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the story there? <laughs> yeah, it, well, it wasn't all of a sudden. Um, many years ago, gosh, I guess it's, it was in 2000, I, I suffered an illness, and I this illness caused me to have this really bad rash and hyperpigmentation all over. And I wanted to, as I started to heal, the hyperpigmentation was still there as sort of a residual effect of this rash. And that was just one of the many symptoms that um, I had as a result of this illness. So I wanted to find makeup to cover the rash, mm-hmm. um, the hyperpigmentation from the rash, I should say. The rash was actually gone. Mm-hmm. And I really had difficulty finding anything that actually matched my skin tone. Mm-hmm. So um, I kept looking and looking, and then finally somebody said, oh, try this brand, try that brand. So I was trying these different brands, and then I found one that was kind of close and actually covered the the scarring. Um, And then when I went back for a refill, they had discontinued it. And the the woman said, well, we discontinued all our dark colors. That's what she said. We don't like the sound of that at all. Oh, great. (laughs) And she said, well, those just don't sell well. Yeah, I guess so. Let's fix that problem. Yeah, so that was one thing. Wow. and so I, you know, kind of made the best of it. And then later I still had the scarring. So, and this was, you know, a couple of years after that, mm-hmm. um, I still had the scarring and I thought, well, let me give it another try. And I went to a major department store and I went to the cosmetics department because someone told me that there was this brand that would mix colors for you there. Mm-hmm. And so I went in to ask about this, and um, the the clerk there, she was talking on the phone, and her back was toward me. And so I, I said, excuse me, and I told her what I was looking for. And she looked me up and down, and she said, we don't have anything that dark. And then she turned her back to me. 
Wow. And so then I thought, oh, wow, okay. Um, well, I guess I'm not getting anything here ever again. Exactly. And I haven't been back to that store since. Um, so I had been, you know, complaining about the service and the treatment and the lack of choices for for a while. And then one day my dad said, are you going to keep complaining or are you going to do something about it? <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. So then I started going to the library and looking for books on cosmetic formulation and natural makeup. Mm-hmm. And um, I st- would make creams and lotions and things like that and soap. And then I thought, but that's not makeup. <laughs> makeup. Right. So then I found some more books that had these formulas, but none of the formulas were for colors that I wanted, and I didn't know how to get those colors. And then I started looking online, because I was old school, so I went to the library first. Mm-hmm. I go online first. Mm-hmm. Um, I went online later, and then I started finding more and more resources, and I thought, oh, maybe I can do this. And I started with eyeshadows and blushes and lip gloss and things like that, and then expanded from there. Um, mm-hmm. Bought the domain. I named the business after my goddaughter, goddaughters and myself. So I combined it part of their names and my name. And um, that was how it started. What a story. You know, I've never heard that story before. So um, I in all the years I've known you, I never knew that that was the story. And I'm so thankful to you for sharing it. And while it's sadly disappointing that you had to go through those things, um, you know, there's obviously many reasons for it. And one of them is Valana Minerals. So I know you've helped a lot of women around the world who may have encountered a similar situation when they're looking for makeup for darker skin tones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. And it's that's one of the reasons that really I keep going. Yeah. And it helps motivate me. Yeah. And when I first started the business, I used to do a lot of events. I haven't been doing a lot of them lately because um, it's just overwhelming trying to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. initially, I did quite a few. And one and one and one of the first major events I did in Los Angeles, um, this woman was walking by the booth, and um, she looked at what I was doing and then she started to walk away and I said would you like a makeover I'm doing free makeovers today and she said oh I'm sure you don't have anything for me and I said well let's not be so sure why don't you have a seat Uh so she did and she was right I didn't have anything for her Mm. but I said do you have some time because I could mix your color right here Wow. and she said really and I said yeah so I said, are you sure you have time? She goes, oh, yeah. And so I matched her uh-huh. and did the makeover. Uh-huh. And she was so excited. Aww. She said she was, I think at the time she said she was 59 or 57 years old, something like that. And she said that was the first time in her life she ever had foundation that matched her skin. That is wonderful. And she was so excited that she grabbed a handful of brochures 
and walked around the event handing them out to people. Uh And then she came back later and she said, people actually stopped me and said, your skin is beautiful. Wow. And that's never happened to me before. And so I made her formula Uh one of the colors in the line. And now it's one of my best selling colors. Awesome. That's wonderful. So you were able to make someone happy and, and she was promoting your business without even being asked. That That's fantastic. So, um, you know, against that backdrop, you, you had the career as a professor, you added on mineral makeup, we're talking early, earliest 2000s to mid 2000s. And now you have, you know, as we sit here and at the end of 2014, you have maintained your career and you have also grown your business over the years. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that, Valerie. First of all, most people, well, not most, but many people, you know, they have a job they like, but they really want to do a business instead. So you've maintained Mm -hmm. both. How have you managed to do that? I mean, you're one person, you must have help, I'm guessing. Share a little bit about that journey (laughs) and how you made that decision to really do both full bore because you're not like, you're not like doing one a little bit and the other a lot or vice versa. You're doing both of them. Yeah. My, I do have a lot of help. My mom refers to my help as my crew. Right. And so, but I have friends who have helped me over the years. Um, I have one helper who's been consistently with me for quite a while. Um, I have help from my family. So, you know, a, Two of my family members work with me consistently. Um, My brother actually started a computer technology business. And so he takes care of all the the website stuff. That's Mm -hmm. his his domain. Awesome. And then um, my dad is retired. And so one day my mom said, you know, you should ask him to do more stuff because he wants to help. So I said, okay, <laughs> great. So, so, so he helps me out a lot as well. And so you, you have this, this crew or this team around you of people that you've mm-hmm. assembled and your, your college professorial career is in California. And mm-hmm. you actually live the, when you're not teaching or in California for some other reason, you Uh live in Hawaii. So tell us how you divide your time up. And I'm I'm really curious to know how you, you know, is this a lifelong dream that you've always wanted to live in Hawaii, but you still want to teach in California? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, one of the things that I've learned, and this is, you know, as a result of reading business books and things like that, um, that sometimes you find in your life that you are um, that part of your job or part of your career part of something that you're doing isn't isn't really the best use of your skills so it may be important to the job overall but you may have a skill set that might be better you utilized elsewhere Mm -hmm. and so when that happens it's probably a really good idea to elicit assistance or get some help in doing the job that, you know, is really not the best utilization of your time. Um, And so that's what I started to do. I started to look at 
the things that I could do, the skill sets that I had, and which sort of category of skill sets were the most lucrative financially. Like, what can I do that could bring in the most money in the shortest amount of time? And then the things that were sort of time-consuming but didn't really result in anybody giving me more money, those are the things I wanted to start to farm out to other people, Mm -hmm. to my crew, for example. Okay. So, So I started doing that, and I did it you know, with my work with the, with the college and I do it for my business as well. And I do it for my hobbies as well so that, um, I can do more, right. more efficiently, but I can bring in more money so I can help sort of offset the cost of getting other people to do the things that are more time consuming, but not as lucrative. Does and that make sense? It does make sense. And, 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 in what, you know, let me let me just try to summarize that you have a, a group of skills and also, I guess, things that you really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And you want to spend more time doing that. So in order to build the support mechanisms that you need to do that, you have managed to hire or somehow utilize the services of other people that do the things that support it that you don't have to do that aren't as enjoyable for you. Exactly. Perfect. So and you do this in your college career, as well as your, um, your, your business. So how do you merge those two things together when they are located in two separate places? And I do want to hear the Hawaii story. How does Hawaii fit into all this? Is that something you've always wanted to do live there? Tell us that story. Because, and let me just say this, I remember when I learned that you were um, building a home in Hawaii. And I remember thinking, <laughs> okay, you know, I knew you were a college professor. I knew you had Valana Minerals. And I kind of went, okay, now there's a story there and I need to get it. So here we are all these years later and I want to get it. So <laughs> tell us that story, <laughs> Valerie. Okay. So in terms of the time management and, and merging, I'll give you an example. Um, in, in teaching, I have a skill set that allows me to do a really good job at explaining sociological concepts and all of that so that the students get a really good understanding. But part of that job also includes things like recording grades so that I can calculate those grades at the end of the semester. That is a task that I have to do, but it's very time consuming and it's it doesn't really... Um, contribute to the overall explaining the concepts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense, sense for me to um, try to hire a student assistant who can record grades for me. If the student assistant can record the grades for me and then I can calculate them with the click of a button in an Excel spreadsheet at the end of the semester, then I am on a plane faster than lightning to get to Hawaii at the end of the semester. I love that. So tell us how this dream house came about in Hawaii. Um, I have a very dear friend of mine who lives there. And she and I met in college. 
And at the time, she wasn't living there. She had a house there, but she wasn't living there. She was going back and forth. And she traveled a lot, so she looked for people who would stay at her house and rent her house while she was gone um, because it's really rural, and she didn't want to end up with squatters. So she asked me several times, and I said, no, I don't have time to go to Hawaii. And then eventually I said yes, and I went and I stayed at her place for two weeks, absolutely fell in love with the Big Island. Um, I wept the day before I was supposed to leave because I didn't want to leave. And so I went down to the hot ponds, one of the places where people go to swim. And I just started asking people for the names of real estate agents and mortgage brokers. And so I got several names, and there were a few names that I heard more than once. So I thought, okay, these people are good. I'm going to contact them. And the next morning, I was on a plane flying back to the mainland, and I started calling those agents and mortgage brokers, and I started looking for a house. I looked looked for a house for several months, and at the time, the market was... I'm. Things were really overpriced. It was during that bubble, mm-hmm. and everybody wanted more than their houses would appraise for, and it just got so frustrating. And then, let's see, the last straw was I'd, uh, I wanted to put in an offer on a house, and when the real estate agent found out that I was from California, he said, She's from California. I'm not taking an offer from anybody from California. People from there are fickled. They don't know what they want. It's just a waste of time. And I thought, wow, I have been discriminated against because of race and <laughs> gender and now statehood. So, <laughs> And you're a time waster, too. That's a bad one. Oh, my gosh. So then I said, you know what? Forget this. I am going to buy land and build my own house. So then I started looking for lots, and um, I settled on a lot, and um, I was still in California, so I, you know, I was going based off pictures and descriptions and, you know, my memories of the places that I had seen, Um, bought the lot, and then as soon as escrow closed, I started designing it, and then I found um, the contractor that I wanted to use. Uh, got a construction loan and started building my house. You make it sound so simple and so relaxing, Valerie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm sitting here listening to your very exciting life. And you just I mean, I would be, um, you know, I, I just your voice is just it's calming me. It's just very calming. So, so I, I love that you've shared this, though, because obviously, you are a woman, you are a decisive woman, like you see what you want, and you look for it. And if you can't find it, you make it. I mean, how indie is that? I love that. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wonderful example. And I know there's so many steps, because we have limited time that we're leaving out here. But what would you say, Valerie, are the things that are in your mindset that give you, I don't know, what is it, the confidence, the wherewithal, the nerve to, in a good way, to 
you know, see what you want and just, you know, whatever, get out of my way. Okay, you can't, you don't like me as a realtor, then I'll find another one and I don't like him. So you know what? I'm just going to figure this out on my own. What What is it that drives you to sort of make it up as you go along and to be comfortable with that? Well, it's not always comfortable. I wouldn't say it's always comfortable, but if, if I decide I want something, um, then I, I try to find a way to get it. And I've, my outlook is that um, nothing it, in this society is really natural. It's all a creation of humans in some way or another, whether it's a social institution or a group or a neighborhood or a business or whatever. It, it didn't just come out of nowhere. Some human or groups of humans got together and created it. And so if I decide I want to do something, I, I know that there's nothing new under the sun, really. Mm-hmm. Somebody's already done it. Mm-hmm. And so I can learn how to f- how to do something similar and then tweak it in a way that works for me. Some people would call what you've described following their bliss. Is that mm-hmm. a good description of it? Or do you have another another phrase or word that you think fits better? Hmm. No, I think that fits. And I also think it's, it's fine to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I do something and I think, oh, I really want to do this. And then after a few years, like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm ready to do something else now. And then... You have to do something else. And speaking of following your bliss, like to top off this incredible story that you're mm-hmm. telling, um, and you're obviously still in the middle of, I want, I, want, I want more of the story like five years from now. I want to see what happens because you're always, <laughs> you're always, you know, you're always creating, Valerie. And that is so inspiring. And it's like one of the reasons I do this podcast is so that people can see what other people have created. You know, yeah. you, you have a traditional career, you created that, you made yourself important to the students and the school where you teach this, this, this sociology, which is so, it's always been important. But like I said, now that the world is such a so much of a smaller place, it's even more important that people grasp these principles of how to work together in groups. You've Mm -hmm. done that, then you didn't like the mineral makeup that was available to you. So you made your own and then you found a place in the world that made you happy and you had you had to leave and you cried. So you made a way for yourself to be back there all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you hired people and found helpers, whether it's your family members or people that that you that you hire that help you with your business so you can enjoy your life more. And to top it all off, Valerie, let's just like blow everybody's mind, right? Okay. When you, <laughs> when you, when you got to Hawaii, I'm just going to let you tell it. Like the biggest surprise, what did you ever expect you would find what you found when you got there? What was it? And oh my goodness, you know, how awesome is that? I did it. No, I, I didn't actually expect to find my husband. In Hawaii. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like, to me, this is, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's life is different. 
We don't recommend moving to another state because you think you're going to find your spouse, the miracle man there. But having said that, when you live your life in this way, not always knowing exactly what's on the other side of that decision, you make room for new things, right? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, um, I my house was finished in at the end of 2008. Mm-hmm. And so I had been going back and forth for for a few years. And I would I made made friends and had you know a little network of people there, and and it was great. And then, um, gosh, was it three years ago? I think, yeah, maybe three years ago. Um, a house that was two doors down from mine that mm-hmm. had been vacant for a while sold, and because I had been there primarily at the time in the summer and the winter, I didn't know who was also or what was going on with the house. And then one of my other neighbors who lived across the street from this newly sold house um, came over and said, oh, somebody bought the white house. You got to come meet him. His name is Dean. He's really nice. You'll like him. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I would do my thing. And then my friend came back and he goes, no, really, you got to come meet this guy. He's really nice. And he's fixing up the house and you got to see what he's done with it. He's uh-huh. made it look so good and uh-huh. he's done so much work. So I said, okay, fine. So I go over there and I meet him and I think, well, he's a strange man, but I like <laughs> what he's doing with this house. Okay. And he was nice. <laughs> so, um, Normally, when I go to Hawaii, one of the first things I do is I make chocolate chip cookies. Uh-huh. And then I give cookies to all the neighbors. And then I had some cookies. So I took some cookies over to the new right. neighbor's house. Right. And he looked at him. He goes, I don't like cookies. Oh. And he closed the door. <laughs> oh, no. And I said, oh, well, I guess he doesn't like cookies. So <laughs> then... <laughs> He doesn't like cookies a lot. So then later, um, I was talking to my friend who kept telling me I should meet him. And I said, he seems really grumpy. (laughs) And he goes, no, I think he was just probably tired from construction. You got to meet him again. So I did. And we talked and we got to know each other. And then one day he proposed. Okay. I know we're leaving so much out of that story. We are going to have to come back and get that. But you know, I just congratulations. And again, um, you you know, your example of doing what you love to do, making it work for you and switching gears when it's not and figuring out as you go. I mean, it's just a really great way to, um, you know, take some calculated risks, because I know we didn't get a chance to get into it. But I know then you are a calculated risk taker. I can just, yeah. you are not the type that's like, well, let's just move to Hawaii. And, and that's, that's so admirable. What are your top three tips, Valerie, to help other independent business owners, makers, handmade entrepreneurs, to help them be successful and really to use their business to create the life that they want to live as you have done? Hmm. I First, I would say, get help. Okay. I couldn't, I could not do any of the things that I have done without help. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I really feel 
kind of uncomfortable almost when people say, oh, you did this on your own. Mm. Um, because I really didn't. I have I have wonderful mentors. I have support systems. Mm-hmm. Um, even people who have been less than supportive, mm-hmm. um, I learn from them. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't think that trying to do everything on your own is really wise. Okay, um, so get and help. I think it's good to acknowledge that. Awesome. Um, I guess another would be to be open to changing course. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about uh, navigating life and navigating your business and all those other things, um, the idea that, you know, the most efficient road between two points is a straight line. Mm-hmm. I think that's insane. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to change course. Right. And, right. And be prepared for the, the potential obstacles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. start to learn how to recognize what the obstacles are so that you can mm-hmm. circumvent them mm-hmm. and keep going. Right. So I don't, but I don't, I, I don't think that it's, it's good to um, just plow ahead, so to speak. Um, I think it's more of a, open navigation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good that's great mm. that's good stuff I, I i'm listening to you describe that and i'm visualizing i'm sort of closing my eyes and listening to that and i'm hearing go for it go for it go for it pause okay mm-hmm. go for it a little bit wait pause and then you, you're moving forward you're propelling yourself but you're not doing it with your eyes closed you're pausing looking around you know do i need to you know drive through this rock or is there a reason mm-hmm. why this rock is here, and do I need to do something a little different? Yeah, I've heard um, I've heard the process described in a few different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, one, oh, one author, I don't remember his name right now, but he describes it as sort of like a, a airplane pilot flying mm-hmm. from L.A. to New York. Mm-hmm. You you're constantly watching your gauges and making adjustments. Right, right. And eventually you'll get to New York. And the adjustments that one pilot makes Mm -hmm. are not going to be the same adjustments Mm. that the next pilot makes. Right. But they're both going to get to New York. Good. That's a great visualization. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. That's the sort of, I guess, (laughs) mindset. With a little bit of plane building as you fly, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, Valerie, this has been just great. Now, tell us a little bit about um, where, what websites do we go to to buy these Valana minerals? It's ValanaMinerals.com, and that's V-A-L-A-N-A, and then minerals. And um, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. And we've got some demonstration videos on our website and on YouTube. So we're, we're out there. <laughs> Lots of vegan, I'll also add, vegan mineral makeup um, yes. that you have there. And so I'm going to let you go, Val- Valana. <laughs> just 
called Jubilana. I'm going to let you, that's not a bad thing, right? I bet, I bet a lot of people do. It's a pretty name. It's a, it's memorable and it's pretty and it matches Valerie. So I have one more question. I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot, girl, because I have to ask this question because this is, this topic has come up between us before. So Valerie, when is the Hawaiian retreat? I don't know. Okay. Because (laughs) I, I thought maybe I could do something in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we are, we're, we have a lava detour. <laughs> oh, that's through right. Our, through our town. Okay. So okay. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> things are kind of up in the air. Right. I, I really hope we don't have to move. Uh. Um, it's, it's kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to, um, manage uh, online business if yeah. the utilities get cut off. Oh my. So we're we're still working on that. So yeah. my my idea for the retreat is postponed. Okay. Um but if everything goes well, um the the location is is ready uh-huh. and then just have to organize it. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I got to say, I, I'm going to put it on record here, I will be the first person to sign up. Um, and, and I love how we get to end right. this episode with the idea that sometimes it's not a rock that gets in the way, it can be lava. Valanaminerals.com. <laughs> and Valerie, thank you so much for I feel like I've had a, a little um, yoga retreat this afternoon with you because we got so much into, you know, not like the specifics of what to do and what not to do, but really, really excavated the mind of a person who has driven her life forward in a very mindful way, gotten results and is now making herself available to inspire and encourage others. We look forward to more Valerie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Valerie Reed. Are you as ready as I am for that Hawaiian retreat? I am so serious when I say that I'm going to be the first to sign up. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Indie Business Podcast, won't you show us some love? If you're on Twitter, all you need to do is go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love. And you can just click once and show your friends how much you like our podcast, and also invite them to enjoy it as well. We're getting awesome feedback from people who are inspired and encouraged and uplifted and getting some really great tips on our podcast, and I'm so excited to hear that and would just love to have you help us spread the word. We appreciate it so much. And, you know, if we can improve on anything, let us know if there's a kind of podcast that you'd like to see, if there's someone you'd like to see us interview, just let me know. There's a contact link on our website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash contact. And you can just go there and leave us any message that you'd like. We read them every day and we really love to hear from you. I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder and create the life you love.